Welcome to Talking Sense. I'm Mark Osorio. And I'm Teresa Arago. We're financial advisors, and if there's one thing we understand, it's that money can be confusing. So get ready, because we're breaking down what you don't know about money today on Talking Sense. 401ks, profit sharing plans, 457 plans, simple IRAs, 403bs, so on and so forth. That's a lot of numbers. All right. So what do <laughs> these odd combinations of numbers and words are like, what are they and why are they important? In the most basic English, they are retirement plans sponsored by an employer and they're the most effective tools to help you retire successfully. And on this episode, we're going to talk about the most frequently asked questions when it comes to these employer plans, including what is the most costly mistake you can make in these accounts. A lot of millennials and Gen Zers are known to have very dynamic lifestyles, and that can lead to challenges when it comes to saving for retirement. So we're going to focus on specific factors, Mm -hmm. job hopping, the gig economy, which is freelancing, the priority of savings, whether Roth or traditional makes the most sense. So you can substitute that with after-tax or Mm pre-tax. And then the best employer plan for you. So we're going to stop with start, excuse me, with job hopping. And does that affect someone's retirement? Yeah. And uh, job hopping is not a new dance. It Mm -hmm. is just kind of this um, trend that we're seeing for Gen Zers, right? That are going from one job to another, Mm -hmm. right? And not really uh, staying in a job like was traditionally the case. Yes. I have my grandparents. They did one job. They did it most Mm -hmm. of their adult life. My grandmother literally started out in the mail room at Regents Bank, retired the vice president. Wow. So she was there her entire adult career. My mom was a teacher, so she switched schools some, but she still stayed in the same school district. Mm -hmm. But it's more and more common for people to switch jobs because I think part of that is that we have more access to what jobs are out there Mm -hmm. than maybe previous generations. True. And then part of that, too, is just that need for adventure that I see a lot more of in younger generations and that new adventures, new challenges are really important to them. Yeah. And seeing not just adventures like out in the wild and travel, but adventures as far as in the workplace. Right. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of I know that I've I've got friends and I've got I know a lot of people that uh, have taken on completely new careers mm-hmm. right and as an adventure right as a hey like i'm interested in this and you know that now that i've paid off my student loans or you know now that i'm a little bit you know settled or i just really realized that i don't like what i do and yes. so just making a, a huge switch and we support that but the question is does it affect your ability to retire and mm-hmm. our favorite answer of all time is it depends so are you increasing your earning potential Mm-hmm. Right. So obviously, if, if you're increasing your earning potential significantly, then, yeah, no, that's not going to hurt your retirement. Right. Because that just means that you're going to be able to put even more money back for retirement. And in some cases, you may not be increasing your earning potential immediately, but you mm-hmm. may be going into a position that allows you to grow over time, whereas maybe you had kind of a ceiling at your last job. Exactly. And then are you fully vested at the person you're leaving? Mm-hmm. The way vesting works is what you originally put in is always going to be yours. You can you can take it with you to the next employer. But the match portion, you don't own all of it immediately mm-hmm. if you're in like a 401k, for example, or a 403b. Mm-hmm. So if you are six months out from being vested mm-hmm. and you get to take all that match with you, maybe you should hesitate for just a minute mm-hmm. and let, let it get past that so you can take all of it with you. Yep. So kind of going back to that first point of, you know, are you increasing your earning potential significantly? This can be an important part if you're not increasing it significantly, mm-hmm. right? If it's just maybe marginal, 
right? Then that might be something to consider if you're, let's say, just one year away from being fully vested Mm -hmm. uh, or something like that. So it's good to know, are you fully vested? And it's also good to know in that new company that you're going to, do they have a retirement plan? And Mm -hmm. if they do, how long does it take for you to be eligible for that plan? Because Mm -hmm. that's also going to be time that you're not contributing to a plan and that you should be able to or should look for other avenues to make sure that you're not getting behind. And we've talked before about when you're making a job switch, benefits really do matter. You know, Mm -hmm. if your current employer has a great health care plan, but the new employer has maybe something that you have to pay a lot more out of pocket, that may affect your ability to put towards retirement. So you've got to think about the whole package, not Mm -hmm. just one piece of it. Yep. And that's very significant when it comes to folks that are going into the gig economy, right? Mm-hmm. Or freelancers, right? If, if you're leaving a corporate job to be your own boss, again, that is huge and we couldn't be more excited for you, but we just want to make sure that you know that those healthcare costs, you know, those uh, having a retirement plan, right? Like all those things are very, very important to consider because all of that, all of a sudden that's on you. Yes. And it does add up. We've seen a lot of times where people who are self-employed will do everything they can to avoid taxes mm-hmm. except create an employer plan. Yeah. And you can even have one as a self-employed individual. So that's really important. And then if you're leaving one employer to go to another, what are you going to do with what's left behind in that employer plan? Mm-hmm. Are you going to roll it over to the new employer? Are you going to roll it over to an IRA? Are you going to treat that like a piggy bank and cash it out? Mm-hmm. Because if you're going to cash it out, now you don't have that for retirement. And if If you're younger, you're going to also pay a penalty to the government. So it's really important to think through those factors to decide if the job hop, job hop, that's a hard word to say, (laughs) is in your best interest or if it's maybe going to derail some plans. True. So with the, the whole question of if you switch to an employer that doesn't have a retirement plan or if you freelance, right, Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden you are your own boss. So in that situation, what options do you have? You always have four options when you switch employers. You certainly can cash it out, pay the penalties, pay the taxes, all of that. You can leave it behind in some cases, depending on the balance and what that employer's rules are. You can bring it to a new employer if they allow that as well, or you can take it to an IRA. It's your money. So you have choices and you just need to research which one works best for you. Yeah. So here's the thing though, roughly half of all workers do not have an employer retirement account Mm -hmm. because most businesses are small businesses and and a large majority of them do not have a retirement plan. So by that sheer fact alone, that that takes away one of the options, which is Mm -hmm. to roll over to a new plan, Mm -hmm. right? So in that situation, uh, you know, a lot of employers cannot offer these plans or or, uh, don't offer them because they're costly and they can't afford it. A lot of times they just don't know, right? A lack mm-hmm. of education, right? That they can actually afford it, that it's not very expensive yes. and that it's actually a very useful thing for their workers, for their even some tax benefits mm-hmm. and also for employer retention. This just happened recently. I have a, a set of clients, they're married, that work at a place locally. And for the last several years, they've not had access to an employer plan, but they have continued to advocate for themselves and just bring it up to their boss. Hey, my financial advisor told me about this thing. It's not real costly to you. Would you just have a conversation with her? Mm -hmm. And about a month ago, I went and had a conversation with them and they realized, oh, 
this is manageable. And for the most small business employers love their employees. They want to bless them. They just don't feel like they have the resources to do these things. And when they realize how cost effective mm-hmm. small business plans are, we're not talking about a 401k. If no. you've got 25 employees, you don't necessarily need a 401k, but there are right. other options out there. And so we go and talk to them, educate them, mm-hmm. and then they realize, okay, we can do this. So if you have an employer that is a small business and they're, t- you know, they don't offer one, advocate for yourself. Talk to your bosses about this and see if they'd be willing to have a conversation with your financial advisor, assuming yours can can service these things. Um, but they have the option for a simple IRA or a SEP IRA. Those are the two types for small businesses. Mm-hmm. And they're they're very cost effective for those employers. Yeah, absolutely. So again, in this scenario, you, know, you can always open up your own traditional IRA or Roth IRA if you are going into uh, a new job that doesn't provide mm-hmm. a retirement plan. Yes. Now, if you are going to be freelancing and that kind of thing, that's where uh, the the information that Teresa was just talking about as far as the simple IRA and the SEP IRA, that's where that comes into play. Well, then you can actually set up your own employer retirement plan and which can give you a, a great Some great tax, tax benefits. benefits. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that obviously uh, savings for your retirement. And even more than the tax benefits, it keeps your momentum going. You can take your gains from your business and give it to the government in the form of taxes, or you can defer some of those for your future self. And that's really all you're doing. And if you don't have a side business or your employer doesn't offer a retirement plan, you still have the ability to put into that IRA that you mentioned to at least keep some momentum going. And side note, if one, if you're married and one of the spouses works, Mm -hmm. both of you are eligible for that IRA. Even though one spouse may not have their own earned income, you can still put back for both spouses, even if just one is working. So that is something to consider too. Yeah. Great tip. You can obviously tell that we're very passionate about (laughs) retirement plans and making sure that folks are equipped with what they need. The next question we hear a lot is, should you max out your retirement plan? And again, it depends, right? So what are your retirement goals? That's a huge question that it comes down to. But there's a few other questions that we can start off with just to uh, make sure that from a general standpoint that you are you know, ready to maybe make that next step. Because right? something that's important about retirement savings is that it's long term. It's mm-hmm. a long term gain. So if you are going to need to access those funds sooner, then you, you're not fiscally ready. If you're not in the financial position to let those be dead to you for a while, Mm -hmm. then you need to take care of cleaning up house first. And the first thing you've got to do is deal with debt. Yes. And not all debt is created equal. A mortgage is not something that you have to pay off before you start contributing to a retirement plan. Mm -hmm. But if you've got credit card debt that you're paying 27% on, the market is not going to be able to give you more (laughs) than what you're paying. Yeah, at least not sustainably. Yes. So Mm -hmm. you've got to make sure you've taken care of that revolving credit type debt Mm -hmm. before you start doing anything outside of an employer plan. Now, I would disagree with a lot of people and say, if you've got a match at your employer, even if you've got some debt, if you're able to still take care of the debt, go on and get your free money from your employer if you can. Yeah. But if all else fails, tackle that debt because it's going to give you momentum going forward. Exactly. And another question here is, do you have an emergency saving fund? Right. So if you don't have that emergency fund yet, then we would say, you know, that's the first thing that you need to make sure to take care of. Mm -hmm. And when we're talking about retirement goals, if your goal is way out, then it may not be necessary to max out your employer plan today if Mm -hmm. the finances just aren't there yet. 
But if you're trying to retire sooner than later, it may make sense for you to do that. How much do you already have saved? Mm -hmm. What's the timeline? What is the income goal? Because we tell people this all the time. Retirement is an income problem, not an asset problem. Yeah. On an episode not too long ago, we were talking about, you know, how to become a millionaire by the time that you're 65. Mm -hmm. And it depends on when, what time you're starting and (laughs) how much you start off with, right? And Mm -hmm. how much can you save for? So... Uh, depends if you're in your 20s or your 30s, 40s, 50s, you know, how much do you already have saved up? That determines how much you're going to need to save in order to get there. So, uh, you know, the other question is kind of like, what kind of plan are you eligible for? You know, what are the limits of that plan in regards to contributions? And then can you afford it, right? Mm -hmm. For a lot of folks, you know, kind of in, in, you know, my stage of life, no kids, right? So, you know, not a whole lot of expenses. So, you know, we can maybe afford to, max out that retirement plan and it would be a really good idea to do so yeah that's our pro tip expenses are low yeah Mm -hmm. so pro tip if you're young and you don't have a ton of expenses instead of going out and you know doing all the crazy things and going on all the crazy trips maybe also prioritize savings so that when life happens and you have more expenses like daycare and diapers and all that kind of stuff you've already got a pretty good nest egg started that even when you're not able to put in as much is still Mm -hmm. working for you yeah, yeah, and that's a big thing that a lot of folks that are really into the FIRE movement, so financial independence, retire early, that's uh, what that stands for, that they're really into it as far as, you know, by the time that they are 30, having already, you know, six figures in that mm-hmm. retirement account because they know that, hey, over the next, you know, 30 years after that, doesn't matter if I'm, uh, or it does, but it, even it's if not you're not- It's not as impactful if you're not able to do mm-hmm. as much. Right, because again- Compound interest is mm-hmm. such a huge, huge benefit to you. So if you are able to build that up early and then let that grow over time, it's going to have a huge impact. So I know we've harped on that a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so the next question is pre-tax or after-tax contributions. And not all employer plans offer an after-tax mm-hmm. option. So after-tax, Roth, they're synonymous. Okay. Yes. Pre-tax, traditional, those are also synonymous. If your employer plan doesn't offer Roth, okay keep contributing. Mm -hmm. If it does, then look at your tax situation. Do you tend to have to pay in all the time? If so, that pre-tax might help you out. Mm -hmm. If you tend to get a refund all the time, using that Roth, the after-tax might be a great benefit to you, especially if you have a lot of what are called doubling periods. So a lot of time for Mm -hmm. it to grow because that all of that stuff later on is tax-free to you in retirement if you've got it in that after-tax format now. Exactly. And last question on that uh, part is what is your tax bracket, right? Because ultimately, if you're going to end up paying more taxes now than you would in retirement, then having that pre-tax contribution would probably be more beneficial to you at this point. Again, we're not tax advisors, so... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do not take that as advice. Right, exactly. Thank you. And then what is the best plan for you? I would say the best plan for you is the one you've got, generally uh, speaking. Now, 401ks and SEPs have the highest contribution limits to them. Mm-hmm. 401ks allow loans, although I would say, please, for the love of all that is good in this world, please don't use them. Mm-hmm. Please, please, please leave that money to let it stay invested. Yes. Um, 457 plans do allow you to start using the money sooner at a younger age than other plans do mm-hmm. uh, as you retire Roth IRAs allow you to access your original contributions without tax penalties, and there's no RMDs required minimum distributions at any point because they're already after tax dollars. But the best plan, again, is the one that you're eligible for and that you're going to contribute to. Absolutely. So what's the most costly mistake people make before we get off of here? 
Yeah. So again, if you remember, we talked about matching contributions. That is the amount of money that your employer will put into your account for you if you make a contribution. So put in other words, you're getting a hundred percent return on that money that you're contributing. So yeah, you're missing out on a huge benefit if you don't make that contribution to get that match. It's free money. It's like a raise to mm-hmm. your future. So yes. don't miss out on that. So with that, we want to tell you guys, thank you so much for hanging out with us on Talking Sense. Are you expecting? Well, don't miss our next episode when we learn about what to expect financially when you're expecting. Thanks for listening to Talking Sense. And if you like what you hear, make sure and subscribe to the podcast to get all the newest episodes. The Gym Walt team is available to you 24-7 at info at getreadyforthefuture.com. Or you can call our offices at 866-653-PLAN. That's 866-653-7526. And while we like to have fun here, we're also financial advisors, and that means disclosures. You should personally consult a financial advisor before making any investment, and no strategy can assure success. Jim Walt Financial Advisors is an Arkansas registered investment advisor with securities offered through LPL Financial. Member FINRA SIPC.